Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a CEO or a founder or working in a business, this is a great, great show. You know, everybody that watches this show, you know that we love bringing the worldwide leading experts in their specific spaces on the show to talk about what they do. And there's so much to learn from entrepreneurs who are succeeding at such a high level. Well, one thing that came across our desk that we love is, and this is something you might even not, you might not even know about, is that if you have a company or a corporation, you could have a beautifully bound business book published about your company that's professionally written. The photos are amazing. I mean, they're hardcover books, and it's a great way to sort of establish your business, give the books away to your clients, give the books away to your family members, and leave a legacy for what you're doing. Anyway, I don't want to get too much into it because I've got the worldwide leading expert on the field right now. His name is Jeff Rodingen, and he is the chairman and CEO of Right Stuff Enterprises. He runs a company that really is the largest fine business publishing book company in the world. So without further ado, Jeff, welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Hey, thanks so much, Andy. Just glad to be here. It's so great to have you. I mean, I've had a chance to look at your books. I mean, I've gotten my hands into them. I've read them. I've looked at them. And man, they are just some of the highest quality books that you can find out there. But before we get into it, let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet. Tell us what you do at Right Stuff Enterprises, and then we have so many questions for you. We work in a variety of industries, uh, aerospace, defense, electronics, the marine industries, healthcare, manufacturing, telecommunications, uh, global food corporations like Nestle and Stouffer's, uh, transportation, engineering, energy, um, education, biography, banking, and finance. We've been doing this for 36 years. So we've, we've uh, become real accustomed to a variety of, of industries, both high tech and low tech. Yeah, it's super great, of course. And, and you're a best-selling author yourself and you love books and you love industry, you love American industry. And I love that so much. So you've combined all this together. When we think about it, let, let's talk about it. And we're going to show some of the books that you've produced along through the interview. We're going to slide them on the screen so the people watching the show can see the book covers. 
What types of companies reach out to you and they say, hey, Jeff, we've heard about what you're doing at Right Stuff. It looks so cool. I'd love to have a book about my company. Oh, a variety of reasons uh, corporations do a book. One, they may be having a significant anniversary, and we've done some of the largest in the world uh, from Nestle, uh, uh, their 100, 100th anniversary, 100th anniversary of Goodyear, 150th of Pfizer, so on and so forth. That's an important reason because it's a real time to celebrate, and com uh, commemorate uh, their great work. The second is maybe there's a succession going on in the organization uh, or a generational change in a company owned by a, a family. Um, that's an important milestone. And then the other is uh, it's always a good time to rebrand, reestablish the connection with uh, your principal audiences, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, freshening the brand or letting people know your new acquisitions, your new products, uh, your new technologies. So those are among the reasons uh, people want a book done. Yeah, it's great, Jeff. You mentioned some, you know, Inc. 100 company names. I mean, Fortune 100 companies. These are huge, world-renowned companies that come to you and they say, hey, we're having a 100-year anniversary. Let's do a 100-year book. But I would imagine also there's companies that have a 10-year anniversary, not quite 100 years, that still want to have something really nice put out, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, we've done books for 10th anniversaries, but also smaller companies. And bear in mind, we also do electronic books when we're, they're a companion book to the hardcover volumes. So when, um, when the hardcover volume is approved, uh, the manuscript by our subjects, uh, we take that information into our own studios and we produce an electronic book. Now, the, the nice thing about that is, uh, let's say I'm interviewing the CEO of a corporation. In the hardcover book, there'll be a block quote in italics, of course. Uh, but in the electronic version, there's the same elect, um, block quote, but next to it, a reader activated button. The reader touches it and they hear the voice of the individuals. So you hear the sincerity or the passion or the knowledge or the sincerity, whatever the case is, it comes through in the electronic book. It is sent up to the global iTunes iBook platform and it's downloaded for free. So it's a, a wonderful tool uh, in our healthcare industries. It's one of the number one sub goals that corporations have, uh, you know, after history being the top goal, uh, because uh, recruiting is so critical in those industries and many others um, all over in the transportation industry and the books we've done on America's largest uh, trucking companies. Uh, recruiting drivers is always an important thing. Um, anyone with an iPad can download these things for free. Uh, and they have the whole book in their hands within 15, 20 seconds. So that's an important uh, asset as well. Yeah, it's such a great idea. You, you have the, the, the book that you can get your hands on, then you have the electronic books that get uploaded into the cloud and you can click on certain areas of the electronic book and actually hear the founder, hear the CEO talk and you can feel their passion and you can feel what they're saying. And it's a great way to get the words across in a, in a, through a soundbite. I mean, it's phenomenal. Now, 
You mentioned succession. I mean, that's a super interesting reason to put out one of your Right Stuff Enterprises books. You know, if I'm succeeding to the next generation and I want to sort of let the next generation of my company know what the first generation or second generation has done, that's a great idea. Let's talk about that a little bit. I love that so much. Well, you know, in every successful corporation, Andy, it's always the people that have made it happen. It doesn't matter how many uh, factories, what kind of machines or trucks or plants you might have. It's all about the people. And so my books are very important, very critical communications tools around the tool belt of executives uh, from communications to CEOs. Uh, they have books, they have uh, the electronic books, and we also do documentaries. Um, all of them um, have a different story to tell in a different feel, and they're used in different circumstances for different audiences. So the voices that are told, though, um, you know, our subjects will help us pick who to interview. I'll interview them personally. I've done over 10,000 interviews myself. I enjoy that very much. I just came back from Tennessee um, uh, last week uh, doing interviews with a major healthcare system. Um, the interviews uh, are reasonably short, um, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. I record them digitally for two reasons. One, they'll be transcribed and we'll harvest from those interviews very carefully. And second, for these companion um, electronic books. Uh, the uh, interviews are embedded uh, carefully into the manuscript. So uh, there's a, a, it's a key area. Interviewing, uh, I've been uh, known to quote uh, a word for this. It's really an unearned intimacy when you sit down to interview executives. They know they have to be responsive. They know they have to be elaborate. But um, I haven't earned their trust, so they have to trust that we'll be very, very careful with what they tell us. And, and they are, and we are. Yeah, it's so remarkable. The books are just beautifully put together, beautifully edited, beautifully written. When we think about it, you start with what we call a product launch. And I love that so much. So, you know, somebody's going to reach out to you. Uh, obviously, you know, they're going to get sort of introduced uh, to a team of researchers, and, and then that team thoroughly examines the historical records of the company and the organization. Let's talk about that product launch just a little bit, because it's very fascinating how you've developed that throughout the years. It's very important. We start with a pre-outline meeting. And the pre-outline meeting, we want to talk about audiences and give us a triage of importance of those audiences. I always recommend that your own employees are the number one resource you'll ever have. And so they're the most important audience, but there's also customers, there's vendors, um, there are the city councils of the areas where you're going to plan a new factory uh, and so on and so forth. Um, very critical, these meetings. Uh, we also talk about um, what are the most important intersections in a in a corporation's history. Uh, today, I have 34 researchers in five countries, really capable people, uh, many of which have worked with me for decades. We've been in business over 36 years. Uh, and uh, 
once once we agree on the outline for a book that's what's going to be in each chapter what's the width or breadth of the subjects that will be achieved within a chapter uh, and it's signed off we begin in earnest uh, developing those chapters the chapters that they get uh, we've done so many of these where we know how busy our subjects are uh, we know they have day jobs we don't overwhelm them. We'll give them a couple of chapters at a time. Um, while they're reviewing chapters one and two, we're working on chapters three and four and so forth. But the chapters look just like the reader will see them. They have uh, all the text, all the images, all the captions, all the sidebars, very important, and all the timeline entries. So the reader is never lost um in the book wondering where they are in the history so it's a very careful process uh, to understand everything that needs to be done and bear in mind of the goals and sub goals of a book they're very very important i remember uh uh you, you may know kiwit uh, the global um construction engineering company their chairman said jeff I know you'll do a great job on the history, but in the next 36 months, we need to identify, recruit, and retain 5,000 new engineers in a variety of disciplines. Can you help us do that? Well, yes, uh, and we did. Um, so every industry has their own set of priorities. Uh, every company is just like a person. They have different personalities, they have different characters, they have different cultures, they have different vision and values uh, and different business models. And we take all of that into very careful consideration. Yeah, you can see it by when you look into the book. I mean, it's remarkable. Your editorial process is world class. I mean, your editorial team really weaves together the interviews and the research into a very engaging and sort of colorful portrayal of your of your client's company. I mean, it's really interesting. You use sidebars to explain anecdotes and you give interesting events along the historical perspective of the company. And of course, you talk about the technology related to the company's growth and evolution. You know, when I looked at the books, I said to myself, Jeff, you know, this thing looks like it takes years to put together. What's the typical amount of time between when someone reaches out to you and say, hey, we've heard about what you, what you do to the time we get the book out to them and the digital book as well. It depends on the corporation, how old they are, how much information there is, but uh, somewhere between 12 and 16 months is our average. Uh, and we, we, keep, we have a very good schedule uh, that we give them at the very beginning of a project. And we always encourage them to keep the schedule. We know we'll keep ours. But we know that uh, corporations will get uh, sidetracked or distracted with acquisitions or new ventures or new products. Yeah, it's interesting. And the fabric of the book looks like, you know, what it really is. I mean, you spend so many hours putting this together. I mean, the manuscript content, I'm sure it just must take a long time because it's remarkable and it's really a comprehensive index of the entire company's history. And then, you know, you draft it 
with the acknowledgement of your client, does the client get to read through that and decide before it goes to print sort of whether it all stays in or whether they want to take a few things out? Absolutely, they do, Andy. And one of the reasons is we often work in in very um, confidential areas of industry, uh, in finance, banking and finance, of course, but also uh, we've worked for some of the largest defense industries uh, in the world. Um, we wrote the book on uh, America's nuclear submarine program, for example, for the General Dynamics Electric Boat Division, very successful books. Um, you know, we have to be very careful in our healthcare work. We've had a number of bestsellers in that area, including State of the Heart, which is a huge survey of cardiothoracic procedures uh, in heart surgery. Uh, and of course, there are HIPAA restrictions, which is the, the laws and guidelines that uh, prohibit you from talking to patients or this kind of thing without their express and written permission. Yeah, that's so interesting. You have to be very sensitive to the particular industry that you're working in, defense being one that you have to think about, of course, healthcare and all the others. Something that's very interesting. As I'm looking at your backdrop, you know, background, obviously I see a lot of books and I see a lot of manuscripts and it looks like you're working on a lot of books. But one thing I see, you, see, you have a lot of, you have a lot of airplanes. You have a lot of things that, you know, have to do, I would imagine, with the evolution of American industry. Let's talk about that a little bit. Why do you have such a passion for American industry and how did that sort of help you develop what you do over at Right Stuff Enterprises? Well, I'm very curious individual. I love going on factory tours, whether they're making pencils or, or uh, airlines. Uh, we did the book on Embraer in uh, Brazil, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I speak a few languages, but one of them is not Brazilian Portuguese. So I struggled a little bit. Um, but, um, you know, we have written all over the world. Uh, we got a call a few years ago from the royal family in Saudi Arabia, uh, and they asked us, to, they had went all over the world looking for the best uh, team to help them um, chronicle a multi-billion dollar uh, industrial city called Yanbu on the Red Sea. Uh, it was a wonderful project. They had only one uh, stipulation, and that is when we were done, uh, with the manuscript and it was signed off that we would print it in Saudi Arabia because what they were promoting is manufacturing in Saudi Arabia and so we did that. And as in every book, we watched every single uh, sheet come off the press. It was a very rewarding experience. Um, we enjoy our work very much. Uh, we get into it right up to our necks. We love it. We never pressure our subjects. We have a great pace um, and a great process, and our subjects truly love us. Yeah, and for the entrepreneurs watching the show, what Jeff just said is really remarkable. That's that's really taking it to the to the highest degree. Where the people in Saudi Arabia they ask that it gets printed in Saudi Arabia, and then Jeff and his team made that happen to give the clients what they want and what they expected and deserved. And that's how you build a world-class company like Right Stuff. Jeff, let's talk a little bit about rebrand because we mentioned the anniversary edition. We 
We mentioned the succession ed- edition, which is so important. How about the rebranding edition? How does that work and what's that all about? It's very important. Uh, and it's extremely important to um, the so many people at an organization. Um, we got a call, uh, this was uh, two or three years ago, from the number two uh, defense contractor in America. Um, they were so well known by their previous name that they had for 50 years. But uh, a number of things were happening all at once. They changed their name. Um, the word kaleidoscope means uh, multifaceted. Um, they chose the middle phrase, Lidos, for their new name. So they were changing their name. They needed to identify themselves to so many audiences. They split the company in two. Then they bought a very, very large uh, division of another defense contractor. Uh, and uh, so they had to explain all this to their shareholders, to their employees, to their vendors, to the United States government and other uh, global governments as well. Um, so we did a hardcover book. We did the hard, uh, the um, companion iPad-based uh, electronic book, and we did a documentary. So they had all of these tools on their tool belt in order to establish themselves, even though they had been very successful for 50 years, they needed to rebrand themselves in a very serious and a very fun way. And, and we did that. And uh, it was a, a wonderful experience for us and, uh, and as for them as well. Yeah, it's so interesting that you mentioned mention the tool in the tool belt, because when you have a story as a company and when you have a story, whether you're a startup or a you know Fortune 100 company, that story resonates for your clients. And to be able to get that story into the right hands, being told the right way is so important. And that's one thing that you've really done better than anybody else is you're able to tell these stories in a fascinating, remarkable way that resonates for the reader. So let's talk about that. You know, how did you sort of become the master of storytelling at the company? Well, I, I think it all boils down to the employees that have made it successful in the first place. I really, truly enjoy sitting down with them and discovering how they've evolved in their career at the organization, um, what skills and vision they were able to help uh, the corporation along, uh, regardless of what they did in life, whether they were the receptionist for 45 years or whether they were the new kid on the block bringing new technologies and new vision to the corporation. Those interviews are so important. Uh, you get the apocryphal stories of how eureka moments happened in the organization, how a team pulled together to to do something impossible. I remember the sign on one uh, R&D door that said, uh, um, please don't disturb us. Um, those who say it's impossible should not disturb those doing it. Uh, and so um, that's, that's part of the story for sure. I love that. Those who say it's impossible should not disturb us who are doing it. I mean, that's maybe one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard ever on the show. I love that. Now, 
we've talked about your clients, but let's talk about your team, because I know you have a world-class team. You're so proud of your team, what they've done at Right Stuff Enterprises. Maybe you could just talk a little bit about how important your team is to provide the right stuff to the clients that you bring in the door. They are the most important people, uh, just like the companies that we chronicle. It's all about the people. I may be the orchestra conductor, if you will, um, but they make us look fantastic from our art department led by a world-class leader, our senior vice president, Sandy Cruz, um, our editorial department, our researchers, uh, Amy Major, who you've talked to, uh, who schedules all the interviews that I do. And one great way to, to uh, answer that question, Andy, is we just in the last two years, we've swept all three of the international festivals for our hardcover books, for our ebooks, and for our documentaries. We have a, a long shelf of first place uh, wins in these categories. Uh, we're very proud of our team, uh, and uh, th these trophies uh, really say it all. Yeah, it's really a great, great testament to the to the work your team does. I know you've only cut out a certain amount of time. I'm maybe indulging myself, keeping you over a few minutes. I'm, I want to bring you back on the show because you have so much great information, great quotes. I mean, really fantastic things. But I want to talk about entrepreneurship. You know, you've interviewed personally some of the most high profile, most powerful C-level executives, you know, arguably in the world. And we have younger entrepreneurs that are watching the show. Maybe they're just starting out and maybe they're, you know, skinning their knees a little bit. Maybe they're hitting a pothole in the road. And, you know, can you give some advice to the younger entrepreneurs based on what you've learned from the magnificent CEOs that you've been able to interview throughout the years at Right Stuff and let the younger entrepreneurs know what it takes to keep on pushing to hopefully one day reach out to you and, of course, have a book written about their company as one of their anniversary additions uh, when they get, you know, when they get 10, 20, 30 years down the road. You know, a culture that is uh, started by a founder of an organization or a leader of a, of a corporation, uh, it's so important. I've seen the best cultures in the world and I've seen cultures that, that were less than stellar. They still succeed, but the employees aren't as happy. Employees love to be led. They don't necessarily love to be pushed. So if I had to give a short answer to the very complex question, Andy, it would be um, supervise your employees, encourage them, um, give them the benefits uh, in salaries and in every other way that they deserve. Show them that they are the most important people in the world for your corporation and then lead them. Um, so that's that's the short answer. Yeah, great advice, of course, for the people that think something is impossible, don't knock on the door and bother the people that are making the impossible happen. I love that so much. I'm going to steal that one from you and keep on using <laughs> it for the rest of my life. Jeff, this has been great to have you on the show. Of course, you're just doing wonderful work and and I'm just so excited to have had someone like you to be able to share not only your journey, but of course, how you do it and what it takes to build a great company. And of course, 
you continue to build a great company because so many world-class companies reach out to you from all corners of the earth and say, hey, we need an anniversary edition. We need a succession edition. We need a rebranding edition. And you've taken it also electronically to the cloud through the um, sort of online books you have as well. You really completed the full circle. So Jeff, I wanted to thank you so much for slicing out some time today and coming on the dot-com magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Uh, it's been my pleasure, Andy. Uh, you're the best in the business and I'm proud to be with you today. 